You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the leading SEO, pay-per-click, social media, content marketing, and email marketing authorities come to share their secrets. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, OneClick Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, OneClick Lindsay. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so stoked for today's interview. We have a pay-per-click expert on. He's also a conversion expert, and I hope to get into those questions with him today. But let me introduce him. His name is Mr. Jonathan Dane. He is the founder and CEO of a cool website called Client Boost, which we will ask him about. <laughs> Client, Boost helps, <laughs> Client Boost helps companies make more money through intelligent PPC marketing and creative landing page design and testing. Jonathan is an AdWords lover and conversion rate fighter, spending most of his time in the trenches. He has been interviewed by Google, webinared by Kissmetrics, and podcast by Unbounce. He's also been named the conversion marketer to watch by Unbounce readers. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for the invite, and I'm super excited as well. So, for those, so I want to dive right into uh, pay-per-click and AdWords because yeah. I have not had a wonderful, amazing guest as yourself on the show yet. What is AdWords for those that do not know? So AdWords is basically um, Google's biggest method of making money. And um, you think that they're a search giant, but they're actually more of an advertising giant. So basically the word of pay-per-click advertising, as the name implies, um, you pay per click on your ads. Awesome. And uh, is that cheap, expensive? Is it produce results? Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> so I, I'm going to be biased to say that it definitely produces results when you know how to do it right. There's a lot of ways to do it wrong, obviously. Um, but in regards to the being expensive or being cheap, it really depends on your industry. And it also depends on not just the AdWords side of things, but the, the whole PPC ecosystem, because there's a lot of different options. And I'm sure we'll get more into those. But um, yeah, as long as you know your business and your goals of what you're trying to accomplish, then there's a lot of levers you can pull. And uh, the beautiful thing about PPC advertising, it's very trackable. Um, you know a lot about what's going on, and a lot of the unanswered questions you might have get answered pretty quickly. Okay, so versus search engine optimization, which can take three to six months to actually start producing results, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, AdWords, I can be, if I have a budget, I can actually be on Google today and be getting traffic to my website, correct? Correct, absolutely right. The big difference between SEO and, and PBC is SEO, you're still investing the time, you're still investing the money to get organic rankings on Google, um, to then in the hopes of getting traffic to your site, and then in, in, in addition to that, the hopes of actually getting conversions. So um, with PPC, again, you are basically able to, to get traffic pretty instantaneously, but that doesn't mean that you're successful. Um, you might also get leads, but that doesn't mean that you're successful from that. You have to sell them as well. So um, again, a lot of factors, but uh, the big difference is the speed at which you can have success and then turn it into a math equation saying, you know, for every dollar I put into PBC, I get $4 back, for example. That's where you eventually want to get to. That makes sense. Um, and just for those that don't know, when you go to Google and you type in, say, red tennis shoes, um, Google will produce results below your search, which are SEO, which are the search engine optimization results. But what Mr. Dane and I are talking about are the paid ads, which will show up above and to the right of your Google results. And they'll have a little ads thing yep. next to it. So what percentage of clicks... Um, so if someone were to click on an organic SEO versus paid, is it, I think I read like 10%. Is it that low? It's actually a lot less than that sometimes. It depends. <laughs> so when you are your sole advertiser of your own domain, you only get the stats for, for what you're doing, right? So you might have a, 
a 2% or a 5% click-through rate. Um, so the, the, le- you know, the rest of the pie might go to other advertisers that are competing with you, and it might also go to the organic links. So um, at the end of the day, there's a lot of people out there that are advertising that have not like, hit a, um, a ceiling of traffic. Like They can still get more, but it requires like, their infrastructure and things like that to keep growing themselves to, to be able to you know, accept that large amount of traffic and turn that into leads and then to more money for themselves. Um, but yeah, the actual click-through rates are pretty small. And then you mentioned that the, that the ads are on the right-hand sidebar of Google. They actually recently just changed that. So um, there's now four ads on top, and then they push the organic results even further down. And then there's three ads on the bottom of those organic results, too. So in, really? Yeah, so instead of 11, there used to be three on top and like eight on the side. Now there's four on top and three on the bottom. And so uh, a lot of uh, advertisers, and PPC specifically, um, have been looking at it and say, wow, maybe because of less ad space, that means higher cost per clicks because there's more competition. In some senses, that is correct. Um, for the SEO people, <laughs> they're really upset because obviously Google cares about making money. Yeah, and, and, what the heck? Yeah, um, and, they, and, and so what happened is there's a lot of talk about on you know, popular blogs like Moz and things like that of what implications that means. And if that lowers you know, the, the click-through rate for the organic listings too, I haven't read much into it, but I, I would imagine that it does affect it somehow. Yeah, because you're going to like click on the first thing that captures your attention, and all of a sudden you have like a few more things that can do that. Right, you. right. You're like, uh, let me click on this. Good experience or not? Oh. If not, then I'll go back to Google and I'll click on the next ad. And that's what, what a lot of people do. Yeah. So um, just, to the, just to let people know, so I have a, many of my listeners know I have a team of about 10 people and I do have an AdWords expert. Uh-huh. So if I'm asking questions that people are like, well, why doesn't she know that? It's because I, I mean, AdWords <laughs> is like a serious business and you have to like be completely immersed in it to really know what you're doing. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of people, um, and this is, this is why I love the fact of your show being the traffic and conversion podcast, um, is that you a lot of people are obsessed with the traffic portion and don't think about the conversion. So those people will tell you that you have to be obsessed with what Google's coming out with and like keep tabs on it all the time. But in reality, the fundamentals of PPC are pretty much the same uh, when it comes to keyword bidding and like knowing the metrics within your AdWords account and things like that. So it is great to stay on top. Um, more so the new releases that come out that you can be like the first one to try before your competitors. That's where you sometimes, you know, strike gold and can have a competitive advantage um, so again, nothing's going to hurt you from staying up to date, but, um, I feel like it is a bit over, uh, overreactive sometimes the people saying that like, you know, they scream and, and shout from the rooftops as soon as Google makes a change. Customers are always screaming and shouting from the rooftops. <laughs> that's true. There, there, there's, <laughs> it's that's unfortunately, one, it's us that have to deal. <laughs> exactly. There's sometimes the one that comes and tells us about it and be like, you guys see this? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And we're like, relax. Like we got it. It's going to be okay. Uh, it's uh-huh. not Armageddon just yet, but, but yeah, you're, you're right. Now, okay, correct me. You can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But from uh, from my PPC, and I, I would call myself an average PPC user, like I know just average enough. Yep. But I, the number one mistake, and I'm sure you have a better one, but number one <laughs> mistake I see, <laughs> the number one mistake I see with my clients is they'll spend a ton on PPC and they'll send people to a general website instead of a landing page. Would you call that a number one error? It's one of the number one errors for sure. Um, I think... When you're doing PPC, it's kind of like when you when you make a piece of art or you paint a painting. Like it can either be complete crap or it can be like amazing, right? And so there's a range in between those two points. And how far you go to the left or the right determines your rate of success. And what I think, 
So not only, you know, setting, you know, traffic, sending traffic to a website can work great if your website is optimized. Like, for example, here's, here's an uncommon fact. Um, we've tried our own PPC landing pages for our own agency again and again and again, but nothing beats sending traffic to our homepage. It's so really? funny. Yeah. And I, maybe it's because we obsessedly like created our website to be so good at focusing on one thing and one call to action that it does work well. And people need that much information because it's a big decision to work with an agency like us. Right. So I think a lot of it depends on, you know, the amount of ask that you're asking your visitor to do um, and the offer that you have. So if it's a, if it's white paper, yeah, sure. Use a landing page. If it's something that's more holistic that needs more touch points, um, a website might actually be good. So um, I'm a big landing page lover. Um, and, uh, but sometimes I'll have to be honest and say it's, it's not always the best thing to go, you know, both feet in with. Fair enough. So, um, how do you know? Um, it's, it, again, it comes down to testing. I think a lot of the times too, it's knowing, well, you know, what, even if somebody starts off on the landing page, you might be able to track their journey after that initial impression um, of, of your ad and then the click on the ad and then to the landing page, then they might go to your LinkedIn profile. They might check out the people that, you, that work at your organization um, and kind of look at all these like weak points that basically add up to be social proof. And if you don't have a, um, a good presence like on, on your blog and like you last blogged like six months ago versus somebody who doesn't look as impressed as, as you, but they keep their blog up to date, they might the person might decide and decipher that, wow, these guys are actually working where, where they judge you to not be working because you're not keeping things up to date. Um, so there's so many factors and a lot of things are just unknown and they become more prevalent when you start testing. Um, but, but yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I named my number one, what I thought the number one error was of people. <laughs> um, probably. Okay. Go ahead. What is yours? What are yours? Um, I think not really having like a clear goal. I think when people try to generate traffic and then turn them into conversions and leads, um, they need to know that it's a three-step process, right? So you have the traffic, you have the conversion and you have the sales side. So what are you doing on the sales side is equally as important as what you're doing to gain traffic. I think so many people are obsessed with quote unquote growth hacking anything these days. Um, and they're obsessed with trying to do things with PPC that are quick wins. And they don't look at things in a long-term play, meaning like, let's say that you can, you know, obsess about getting higher quality scores, which can, you know, and then lower your cost per click. And then that lowers your cost per conversion. But what about being better at sales? You know, what about improving your nurture funnel that comes through when people actually convert to increase your average order value or increase your sales rate and things like that? So once you have the levers on all three areas, that's when you start getting really dangerous. And that's when you start being able to outspend some of your competitors and even being okay paying more per conversion because you know that the uh, margin and profit you make is a lot greater than what you used to have. Um, so I think that's the number one mistake, kind of looking at it more holistically and not just a quick fire saying, you know, I need traffic and, and let that go until I start another marketing channel. I think a lot of people don't try to focus on getting it working perfectly uh, to begin with before they move on to the next thing. Interesting. Okay. So <clears throat> what are, what are some other, what are some other myths or, or myths or things that you, when people come to you that they assume are being done, like mis misrepresentations in the, in the whole AdWords space? Yeah. Um, have, yeah. Great question. I have, I think I have a lot of those actually. Um, cool. Let's <laughs> pretty go. Pretty much on all sales calls. We, we talk about and look at AdWords accounts together with a potential client. And what happens is, they're obsessed with their click-through rates. They're obsessed with their cost per clicks and their quality scores. And I tell them, you know what? None of these really matter. 
What matter is your cost per conversion and if you're actually able to close those leads that come your way. Um, so a lot of people are like, wait, what? And, you know, they're focused blindly on metrics that, that Google has created for them that weren't in their, you know, in their life prior to using PPC. And so they, you know, gently become obsessed with these and not really focus on the bigger picture, which is, uh, you know, what's sustainable, what, what keywords, not just conversions, but what keywords are producing leads that have a higher closing rate for you versus just, you know, treating all keywords as equal because none of them have the same intent. All the keywords are different that you're bidding on and people don't know that or they don't care to track that to see what's actually happening on the back end for them. Um, so I think that's like one of the biggest myths and a lot of people, you know, will decide not to do PPC because it's too expensive cost per click. But again, you can pay uh, $10, $50, $100 a click. It matters how good you are at actually closing and turning that you know, visitor into actual money made by you. So I think those are the biggest kind of misconceptions about um, AdWords in general and PBC these days. Interesting. Okay. So, so um, if you have a client that comes to you and they, they, they maybe they're running their own PPC and they're spending a thousand dollars a month or something, uh-huh. what are a few things that you are going to look at to try to optimize that or see, see like, what are your touch points to be like, yeah. okay, they have to look at these things. Yeah. What are those? So the two biggest things that I look at, one, I, I kind of have uh, given, given the name of, of the iceberg effect is what I call it. And what that basically means is that your quality score is an important factor of, of how your AdWords performance is because it kind of determines how much you're paying per click sometimes. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that your keyword that you're bidding on is not the same as a search term that you're actually paying for. So if you think of an iceberg, what you see above the surface is kind of like the keyword, like red tennis shoes, for example. And then beneath that, it might be red tennis shoes that light up or red tennis shoes on sale or cheap or free red tennis shoes. These are the search terms. These are what's beneath the surface that makes up the big, big chunk of the iceberg, right? So okay. when you do that, your search term to keyword ratio can be like 50 to 1. And what we want to get it down to is one-to-one as fast as possible because it exposes everything that you're actually paying for so that you can control it and now you have it at the surface and you can actually have specific bids on that and see how each keyword is actually performing in a true fashion. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is where are you sending that traffic to? You know, like your question about a lot of people sending uh, traffic directly to the homepage and that sucks because um, it's not going to perform well. And, and like 99% of the time, that's absolutely true. <laughs> um, but so that gives a, a lot of like wiggle room to say like, well, what is your goal when people land on the, on the website? And most people like have no answer. You know, it's like, well, I don't know, maybe they should get a quote. Maybe they should like check out this page. Maybe they should call us. Maybe they should read this blog post. And I'm like, what is the one biggest thing you want them to do? Um, and people usually don't, Maybe in the past you were able to get people to do a lot more things when they're visiting your site, but not these days. You've got to be very specific. You've got to be almost pretty blunt with them as far as what you expect them to do. Um, so that gives us a lot of uh, you know, opportunity to talk about landing pages and kind of get our foot in the door that way too. So, so those are the two biggest things. Wow. Okay. Um, interesting. So like, let's say you have a client... So, okay, here's my question. <laughs> you have a service business, which is like a chiropractor or a doctor yep. or a carpet cleaner. Would you say, what, what's the best call to action for someone like that in the service business? And is it different than someone um, that's maybe even in a more, like yourself, in a more expensive service business or, or some more, like more informational yeah. or something like that? Is it different? Um, in a, in a sense, it is. Again, like some people might not have to take, take a long time to figure out uh, 
who they want to, well, actually, I, I take that back because I would kind of do my research if I was looking for a chiropractor. But um, I think, I think <laughs> yeah. a lot of people who are visiting and kind of doing their research on Google are all motivated by the same thing, and that's price. So your offer that a lot of uh, service people uh, or service businesses use as their call to action is usually like a free consultation. And the reason why that sucks is because people want a quick answer. They want to know like where at least your starting price point is so that they can take that and research it against other people and then make their decision kind of anonymously, which, you know, as an advertiser, you don't want. You want to get their information as fast as possible. Um, so the, the difference in um, the different service-based industries, even ourselves as an agency, because we are service-based, um, it's, it's kind of one, you definitely have to have a different CTA than the rest of your competitors. If the rest of your competitors, let's say 75%, all use a free consultation, then it's going to be a good idea for you to try something different. And sometimes changing the offer, even if it's the same thing that goes on in the background, like once they actually convert, you can make it appear differently on the landing page. So it might be um, get a free you know, five minute chat or like if it's a lawyer, you know, see if you have a case instead of free consultation. So you actually mm. think that it's like a demo or like a quiz that people go through on the landing page to see if they actually get um, an answer instantaneously on the landing page. Um, one of the one of the biggest things that we found out for lead gen uh, purposes when it comes to landing pages is to split things up in a two step landing page format, meaning you can actually add more. And this is kind of contradictory to what a lot of people say. Um, they say, you know, reduce the amount of fields that you have on your form and your conversion rates will go up. But what I'm about to say is actually the opposite. Um, we, yeah, we found out that you can actually add more steps. You can add more fields and you can get your higher conversion rates that way too. What happens is if a person lands on your landing page or website and they see that in that form that you have name, email, and phone number, they're going to get scared and they're going to jump away because what they truly want is that instant answer to some of their questions at least, like, you know, what does your pricing start at? So if you actually take that and you add mm. pre-qualifying questions as step one that don't ask for any personal information and you kind of give people the idea to micro-commit and micro-convert on that first step, then once they're done with that, you take them to the second step and it can be like a free consultation or a, a free quote, for example. So your, your step one form could say, get your free quote now. So they fill out the, the parameters of, of whatever you know, business or, or industry that you're in so that you can give them a better idea of, uh, of what they are. Like, you know, chiropractor, like how long have you been in pain? There's a drop down of like one to three months. Like you're being all thorough about it. Yeah, yeah. So like actually the, the, like the advertiser gets more information on the patient and the patient thinks that when they fill out that first form, they're actually going to get an answer to the question on the second step. But what happens is on the second <laughs> step, you, you're so mean. I know, I know. I'm kind of like a tricky person here. Um, <laughs> you actually ask them for their personal contact information. And so you, in the first, it says, you know, get your free quote. And then on the second step, it says, send my free quote. So what happens is a person who's already like converted on the first Mid. step is much more mm -hmm. likely to finish the second step. And what happens is conversion rates go up and you've actually added more fields. You've added more steps that you would think would deter people from actually finishing it. But they've already gone so far um, to finish that first step that they're more likely to finish the second step. And we've seen this for like three steps and four steps even as well. Really? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, so it's like the old marketing thing. It's like if you, you get people comfortable giving you a, a dollar out of their pocket, <laughs> then they'll be comfortable giving you 500 and then a couple thousand, right? Maybe. I mean, that's what we all hope. It feels so good to give Jonathan money. <laughs> that's what we hope for. And the thing is, like I mentioned, the the fundamentals of, of PPC are like the fundamentals of advertising. Like you, you still need great copywriting. You still need 
great user experience and first impression matters a ton. Um, the offer that you have matters a ton. And so if you have that freedom to test it and be creative with it, um, things like that, like getting the foot in the door, or at least the visitor thinks that they're getting the foot in the door, is a great way to still give them what they want, but understand that you have to marry what they want and what the advertiser wants. And that's like that two-step form is a great way to do that. I like that secret a lot. So <laughs> let's bring that back to my uh, a serious uh, example. So yeah. I've ca- we have carpet cleaner. Okay, um, carpet cleaner. I'm guessing you wouldn't say just a get quote button, but instead how many rooms, what day are you interested in the cleaning, how bad are your carpets, right. do you have pets. Exactly. And then hit next, and then, oh, you want me to send this over? Well, enter in your name and email. Exactly. So at the, at the top of that oh. second step, it says, we're putting your pricing together, or we're putting your quote together. Where can we send it when it's ready? And then it literally has okay. name, email, phone number, and then send send whatever. <laughs> and I'm guessing that would work on, like, most, like, I'm guessing that's a, one of your landing page conversion tricks, right? You would call that, like, something... A, a trick, like so. I would call it. Cool. What I would, <laughs> yeah, I don't have a super fancy name for it, but I did call it <laughs> multi-step landing pages. And if you Google that, uh, I think I've 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 written the first three blog posts that are ranking organically for that term. So I think I, I wrote it on Kissmetrics. I wrote it on our own, and then an older company that I work at as well. Um, because you like it so much, yeah, you believe in it so much. I, so I you would in. you would venture to guess that. That multi-step landing page would produce better results PPC style than just a get quote button. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to place your firstborn child on that bet? No, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, my dog <laughs> that I have now, I've seen the data, so I'm going to say yes. But you okay. have to put something up on the line as well. Otherwise, this won't be an interesting bet. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. That's super awesome. I love that tip. That's awesome. Tell me more conversion tricks. Talk to yeah, me. Yeah. Um, so now that we're kind of on the lead gen um, area of things, is that mostly the audience too listening to this podcast? I'm just going to ask bluntly. Anybody who wants to do traffic and leads to their website. Right. So we are just going all, all, all over right, cool. today. So one of the things when it comes to conversion that you're going to be best suited to try out and actually use to improve your performance is understanding that people will always want to stay anonymous until they get like an answer to one of their questions, which we kind of talked about earlier. So one of the cool things, too, um, that we found is that you might be um, a, a national advertiser or even like in your own city with a five-mile radius around your carpet cleaning business, for example. And again, if people can stay anonymous and get answers to their questions, you might find that a proactive chat greeter um, – I'm going to say that again – proactive chat greeter – is going to be a lot of help for you. And what that basically means is um, when people come on your site or your landing page, I'm sure you've seen those little chat boxes that kind of pop up yeah. at the bottom and say, hey, my name is Jillian. Like, I'm down here in the corner if you need me for anything. And, like, everybody clicks X, right? Because nobody has a question. It's, yeah, like, are you telling me those work, Jonathan? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm about they, to hang up watch, on you. Watch. Okay. <laughs> they're they're going to work, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Think of that Jillian as the same person that, like, hounds you as soon as you walk into that clothing store and say, hey, can I help you find anything? And you always say, no, thanks. I'm just looking. It's the same thing right. when it comes to landing pages and websites, right? So instead, what you want to... So for websites, you don't even, you know, say no, thank you. No, you don't <laughs> you even say that. Them. Like, yeah, in real life, like, you have to be not a jerk and say no, thanks. But in, <laughs> like, like internet land, like, you can just be like, no, I'm, I'm just going to exit this out. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but the cool thing that actually works really, really well is after a visitor has been on your 
you know, your website for like 30 seconds or something like that. You know that they're at least intrigued enough to be there. You then have what's called a proactive chat greeter that pops up a question and it asks a question that can be answered numerically. And the reason for that is because mm-hmm. you want people to give a quick answer back without much thinking. So like the, the carpet cleaner, for example, um, how many rooms do you have? And so somebody can type in four. Okay, cool. Now you've had a person actually give feedback to you where your goal is then to start the conversation and hopefully and eventually lead them to actually become a lead where they give you their information because you've established trust with them. I think that's the biggest thing that people don't get with their, with their website or landing pages that a lot of people don't come out of the, of the woodworks and say who they are until they've actually gone through and, uh, and, and you've you know, earned that trust from them first. So this proactive chat reader can be anything from um, any questions that you want to ask, like how soon are you looking to get your carpets cleaned, um, things like that, like on a scale from one to ten, how how gross are your carpets or how you know how dirty are they? Pets? Yeah, yeah, how many pets yeah. do you have? And so as soon as somebody replies back, well, now you have the chance to start that conversation and maybe ask for a little bit more. Um, so it works the exact same way as if somebody were to call you and you take phone leads, right? Because a lot of times in the lead gen business, uh, phone leads are way more worth worth a lot more than than form fills and uh, and right. email leads because people are hot and they can potentially be closed right then and there. Um, so that's one way. And again, you can you can basically split test these questions too and see which ones you get the highest response rates from. But as long as you keep in mind that asking questions that have a numerical answer back is the fastest way to actually start a conversation with visitors on your, again, site or landing page. Um, You're giving us so many secrets. So do you put that on all of your landing pages? No, no, not for us. For ourselves, um, I found out that I... No, for your oh, clients, yeah. sorry. For, for all for your clients? Them. Yeah, absolutely. The second thing, though, I think is actually more powerful that I'm going to tell you about right now. Um, if, we can, if we can segue to that, or do you have more questions about this one? No, okay. go, okay, go, cool. go, go, go. So um, a lot of like home-based, service-based businesses kind of do this in a sense, um, but they don't necessarily do it the right way. And... When you service a greater geographical area of your business, it might be a, a county, it might be uh, nationwide, it might be down to the state level. When you take that and you make your campaigns geographically specific to where the visitor is, meaning that your ad copy says Costa Mesa, California, Costa Mesa, that's where we're from, um, or your phone number on the landing page has the Costa Mesa area code, for example, the 714 or 949, and then your landing page headline says carpet cleaning in Costa Mesa, as an example. When you do that, um, your conversion rates can double up towards 50% because people love the fact that they think that you're local. Um, So you might not physically have an office in that area, but you service that area. So it's not like a bait and switch of any sort. It's just being more specific to what the visitor really wants. And we've ran tests on this ourselves, written blog posts, and, and it's quite common that you get like a 50% bump from that. Um, now, the thing that people make the mistake on is that they will create unique landing pages for each of their cities and buy unique phone numbers for each of their cities when, in fact, what they should do instead is dynamic text replacement on one landing page. If you spread yourself too thin on a lot of different landing pages, you then dilute your traffic, you dilute your data, and you can't make um, any significant tests as fast as you want. Um, So when you condense them into one one landing page, but you basically allow that the URL that a person clicked on from the ad has the data that then swaps out the text on the landing page and the phone number 
then you stand to be much faster at your testing. And in addition to that, increase your conversion rates to then, you know, increase your lead volume and lower your cost per lead as well. Nice. And do you, um, do, is there a WordPress plugin that will do the dynamic? So there is, there is some um, great questions. So for WordPress, there, I think we did look at that once. Most of our clients are on a landing page platform like Unbounce that we use that actually has oh, uh-huh. dynamic text replacement. So it's either it's definitely possible, but there might be some custom uh, coding involved. But I I, I want to say like ninety five percent sure there is definitely some plugins out there that allow that to happen, especially now. Like I, yeah. But, but your favorite's Unbounce. We use Unbounce just because it's a great tool for um, having all the data in one place, and we can see the confidence levels and like the statistical significance of our test um, in like a real clean fashion. So we, uh, for lead gen purposes, we, we always use Unbounce for that. Very cool. Very cool. Wow. That was some amazing information you gave me. Okay. I have time for one more question. We're almost over okay. time. Um, um, I guess the question is, can people start doing PPC on their own? Do you recommend it? What do you recommend if like, I don't, I don't have the budget yeah. to spend money on on you guys. Um, what yeah, you? so uh, we, we get a lot of requests, and I don't just say this to boast, but uh, we, we've done decently with our own content marketing to kind of educate people on PPC and things like that. And there's so many people that come through that because we do both the PPC and the landing page thing holistically, we charge more than the average agency out there. And Which you should. Right, right. I think that's fair, right? Um, so yeah. we also have more focus and more time on our clients. So when somebody comes through that can't afford that, you know, we basically just tell them that the timing isn't right. You have a great idea, and there's a lot of people out there that are doing what you're doing successfully. So there's definitely proof that you can get this done too. And then we basically send them and say, here are some articles that I recommend you reading, uh, like the whole iceberg effect with the single keyword ad groups, the search term to keyword ratio of being as close to one-to-one as possible. Um, and then knowing and, and understanding the value of landing page testing is enough to get like people's creative juices flowing and getting them done themselves. I think one of the biggest things that uh, business owners need to know is like they need to be somewhat dangerous in every single marketing topic that they can to at least understand what to judge you know, who they hire to do the job later on. You know, how are they going to, what's the measuring stick of success? Um, so definitely take the time to learn about your business. Not only does it um, help you um, see if you can actually get leads and conversions, but also helps you improve your own messaging. Um, and you understand your audience a lot better as to why people might not be converting. And there's so many tools, as you know too, Lindsay, out there that you can survey people, get qualitative and quantitative data feedback on things like that. So um, definitely, you know, roll your sleeves up read some blog posts about it, call somebody, um, and, and any question that you have about all the weird acronyms and things like that that are in the PPC world, uh, a lot of people think that pay-per-click was once paper-clip, um, things what? like that. Those are important for you to understand if you want to be successful. So definitely, definitely doable. Um, it, yeah, as long as you're hungry and want to learn more about it, you can always make it work for yourself. Awesome. Okay, but in general... Uh is it fair to say pay-per-click is so complicated? Chances are you're going to like waste more money trying to figure it out yourself than hiring a professional if it's not like what you're going to be doing full-time for your business? Uh, yeah. So, so let me compare it to like the other options that a, a business owner has, like SEO. Are you going to do that by yourself? No. Uh, social media marketing, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. Like if you have a carpet cleaning business, you're not going to be like a, a sexy brand on social media that's going to get a lot of raving fans and things like that. <laughs> Um, and then what else? Content, which is kind of SEO, right? Like, are you going to write yeah. blog posts and get enough 
Are you going to have enough patience to do that and actually know that you're doing it right? And you might go about this for six months and maybe doing it wrong and like you didn't know. Uh, so uh, considering all of those, I think pay-per-click is the easiest one to get up, try out, um, and mm-hmm. at least, you know, make, maybe you'll, you'll, you'll cut your fingers and scrape your knees and all that stuff. That happens. But you control your budgets. You don't have any contracts when you do it yourself. So you can always try it out and, and pause and reflect and learn, iterate, and, and keep pushing afterwards. That's awesome. Um, there is one thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, that I will tell clients that can't, af- that can't afford the management of their PPC is I tell them to go in and try to create a PPC campaign on their own, and very soon Google will call them and offer <laughs> to set it up for them. You recommend that, um, right? Yeah, that's, that's a great idea, too, to do that. Uh, sometimes Google has like a little biased view of what they recommend you do, um, so be careful. But it's better it's than better nothing. Because it is some help, and if you ask the right questions, they will give you the right answers, too. Okay. Okay. Okay, Jonathan, I have taken so much of your time. I'm probably going to ask you back because you know so much. Tell us a little bit more about Client Boost and how people can reach yeah, you. Yeah. So um, we run a pretty much a nine and a half person team here at Client Boost. And I say nine and a half because we have a dog and he's very important to us. <laughs> I thought you cut someone in half. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not the magician just yet. Um, okay. So yeah, we run the agency called Client Boost. It's actually spelled with a K. Um, and uh, we focus holistically on PPC, lead gen, and the landing page aspect to convert. And so when we have control over both levers, we can move a lot quicker and get a lot faster results for our clients. Um, I'm speaking at the uh, Unbounce, Unbounce Call to Action Conference um, in uh, June in Vancouver. And I'll be okay. heading to Estonia for the Elite Camp with Pep Laha from Conversion XL in July. Um, so I'm going to be a little bit all over the place and also going to Conversion XL in May myself. So if any of the listeners are, are going at any of those conferences, be happy to say hi. And, uh, and yeah, you can reach us via our website. And uh, any questions you have, we'll be happy to answer. That's awesome. So my web company's name used to be Web Impact with a K uh-huh. before it was Traffic and Lead. <laughs> Tell me you hate that K. Am I no, right? No, I freaking love it. I actually own, <laughs> I own the client boost with a C spelling. And I just oh. correct, redirect it to the K spelling because, you know, we wanted to be a little different. And uh, I know. I just get so sick of being like... W e b i m p a k t. Okay, I'm glad you like it. I just get sick of spelling yeah. it. <laughs> luckily, luckily, it doesn't matter what how people find us; they'll eventually get to us. So, okay. Well, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. I love it. it. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for having me. And uh, I hope all your listeners got some good, good stuff they can use right away. Yes, sir. Well, there you have it. I told you it was going to be an awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay with TrafficandLeads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.